Thank you for listening to the PCA podcast hosted by Praise Chapel Aziza. Be sure to also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud so you get notified when we have new episodes available to download or stream. You can also check us out on PCAzusa.com to find out more about us and see what's going on this month, as well as check us out on social media at PCAzusa. With that being said, get ready, because here comes the word. Love to have your divine attention this morning because I do have a word uh, for you that I believe with all of my heart that God is going to touch you this morning. Uh, But you've got to open up your heart today. So, Father, I pray this morning in the name of your son, Jesus, Lord, that you open up every ear this morning, Lord, so that they can hear what you have to say to your children. Lord, I bind every strategy of the enemy that may try to block up the ears this morning, Lord. My prayer is that not one individual will leave this sanctuary the same way that they came in. Lord, that you will touch each and every one of our hearts today, God, and that you will fulfill every promise that you said that you will give us, Lord. Our faith and trust is in you. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Amen. You can say amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you want, you can come a little bit closer uh, this morning as well, or you can just stay right where you're at. Um, You know, when I was asked to come up here, it was an honor for me to come up here because uh, your pastor, Pastor Woody and Apple's, has really become close to my family. And, um, you know, I've opened up my church to your pastor. And I have told him anytime he comes into the Escondido area that he is, my pulpit is open to him because he has a heart for God's people. And I'm the type of person that, you know, I look. You know, I don't get moved by, um, by people. I get moved by the Holy Spirit. And when you see genuine people like Pastor Woody and his wife, You know, it really, I see that, you know, it's so easy to put on a mask. I say this all the time. It's so easy to put on a mask and pretend that everything is okay. And that's one of the easiest things to do, you know, especially in the church. I always tell the people in our congregation, I got my assistant pastor with me here today. I said, you know, there's more people and listen to me very carefully. There's more people inside of the church, as sad as this may be, that are going to end up in hell. Because they're not keeping it real. So the one thing I ask of you today is that you keep it real. Well, what do you mean by that, Pastor, Brother Mark? Why are more people in the church going to end up in hell? Because a lot of people don't keep it real. And all God is looking for is a man or a woman who will keep it real. It's so easy to go outside of these four walls and go and minister uh, at the park or go to East L.A. uh, In my neighborhood, it just go across from my street. And um, I I always say this, don't let the good looks fool you, amen. Um, I've had a hard life, but I understand one thing. When God said change, I totally changed. Um, But getting back to what I'm saying, inside of the church, there's more people in hell. Because when you go up to them and you ask them, how are they doing? They say that they're fine. Everything is okay. And what I'm trying to tell you this morning is just keep it real. Because God is not looking at the exterior It's so easy to say, I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. But the truth of the matter is, you're going through some things. It's so easy to say, man, I'm just so blessed. Everything is going so fine. But you have a mask on. And all I ask this morning, while I'm here for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever time that my frame is here, that you just keep it real. That's all I ask of you because God wants you to keep it real. 
And people outside of these four walls, when you go up to somebody in the streets um, and you can tell that they're, they're homeless or they're involved in gangs, you ask them, how are they doing and what is their response? Nine times out of ten, they're like, brother, what do you think, man? Look at me. Does it look like I'm doing good? What are they doing? They're keeping it real. Are you listening to me? So that's the one thing I ask of you this morning is if you'll just check yourself this morning. Amen. I've got this little thing that I used over at Pastor Mark Amaya's church. And, you know, it really, truly blessed a lot of people in his church. And it's one thing that I use all the time. The mirror don't lie, folks. Amen. The mirror don't lie. You can look in the mirror and you can say to yourself, man, I look good today. Amen. But if there's some gray hair or if there's something out of place, what do you do? You fix it, right? Change is. Come on, talk to me. Change is good. Amen. But the mirror don't lie. So when I say we put on the mask sometimes because we try to cover it up, it's so easy for, for, for people to put on makeup. It's so easy to put on the blinkers. It's so easy to put on the uh, uh, whatever those, those pop-ons. It's so easy to put those things on because they look good, right? But the truth of the matter is, if we got issues, we can try to cover it up and make everything look real good. But the truth of the matter is, well, God's not looking on the exterior, God is looking on the interior. So I'm asking you this morning, if you will, just keep it real with me. Amen. That's all I ask. Because if a man or a woman in this place today will keep it real, I can assure you one thing for sure, that God is going to bring change into your life. But as long as you keep band-aiding up whatever your problems are, then you will not see a breakthrough in your life. So today we're going to expose everything that may be going on inside of you and just keep it real. So I'm beginning like this. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you do inhale and exhale your last breath, you will give an account to our Father all by yourself. There's not one individual in here. Your pastor's not going to be with you. Your mama, your daddy, your auntie, your uncle, your cousin are not going to be with you. You're going to have to face the Father all by yourself. And the one thing, the very one thing I do not want to hear from my father. I don't care if you're involved with playing the guitar. I tell my church, if you're the worship leader, I don't care who you are. It is my responsibility as a Christian to share with you to keep it real. When you face our father one day, the last thing you want to hear from him is depart from me. I don't know who you are. But Lord, tis I, and the Lord will be like, I know who you are. Lord, I'm the biggest tither in the church. It doesn't matter. Lord, I am the drum player. I'm faithful all the time. Lord, this, Lord, that. But you have some unforgiven sins. Let me say it again. You have some sins that you have not asked for forgiveness of. Are you listening to me? This is why I'm challenging you today to just keep it real. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's on your left or who's on your right. All that matters is, Will you make heaven your home? Don't put on the mask. Just keep it real. There's more people in hell today inside of the church and outside of the church who have died with an unrepentant heart. And it's so hard, ladies and gentlemen, for people in the church because they're more concerned about their their position inside of the church. And I say, get rid of it. Just keep it real. I'm not here to please you this morning. Amen. I'm not here to be 
your friend this morning, even though I like friends. I have to be obedient to what the word of God has given to me to give to you and what God has shared with me to give to you, and that is to keep it real. Are you with me this morning? Amen. With that being said, I said, don't let the looks fool you. I was involved in one of the hardest gangs uh, in San Diego. Uh, I belonged to uh, a gang called Crips, and um, I put in a lot of bad work in my life. I've been stabbed in the liver. I've been shot in the back. I've been through hell, if I could put it that way. But God has changed my life. And we have this message today for change. So as I stand up here today, when I changed, I removed the tattoos off from my face. I removed the tattoos off from my neck. I removed the tattoos off from my arm. There was a complete change. And what you folks are going to be experiencing over the course of the next month or two, I don't know. It's going to be change. But the Bible clearly tells us in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, beginning in um, verse number 5, the Bible tells us this, to trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And I want you to hear this very carefully. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not upon our understanding. Amen. We don't understand sometimes what God is about to do. But I can assure you something right now, ladies and gentlemen, that God is about to do something, and he's about to do something good. Right here in our church, Praise Chapel, Asusa. Amen? Can I hear someone say amen? But it's going to take you as a congregation to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not upon your understanding, but in all thy ways, if you will continuously keep acknowledging God through the midst of this change, amen? I don't think you heard me this morning. If you keep acknowledging God through the midst of this change, amen, you are going to see not only a breakthrough in your life, But you're going to see a major breakthrough within this fellowship, amen, of Praise Chapel of Sousa. Because the season has come for change here at um, Praise Chapel of Sousa. What is that change? Where is it going to be? We don't know where it's going to be at this time, amen. But the one thing we do know that, Lord, no matter what you do, we're going to continuously keep praying. We're going to fast. We're going to do whatever it is that we need to do. But we're going to keep acknowledging you, Lord, and trusting in you. We shall not abandon our faith in this church. We shall not abandon our faith, first and foremost, in God. We've got to press in more than ever now. When I look at your pastor and I look at um, his wife as a pastor, I understand the things that we go through. I understand the uh, the, 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 the behind-the-scene pain, the behind-the-scene uh, challenges that we face that we don't want to bring to the congregation. So I can bring it because I can share with you right now that I've been through this before, amen? And it is a very tough thing, amen? The pressure and everything that is put on your pastor right now, he has no other thing that he can do but trusting God, amen? Because we don't know what your plan is, Lord, but we do know one thing, that you have a plan for us, and your plan is that we will have good success, amen? That is a promise from God. The Bible tells us in the book of John 10.10 that the thief, we understand this, that the thief come to rob, destroy, and to kill. We understand what the enemy is trying to do. But in that same verse, the Bible says that I cometh that you may have life more abundantly. I cometh that you may have life and more abundantly. This church is going to be even more powerful than it's ever been through the midst of this next change. As long as we continuously keep trusting in God. Amen. And it's hard to trust in God when you don't know where you're going to go sometimes. Amen. I was brought, I shared this with my um, congregation a couple weeks ago. Um, have you ever heard of Children's Hospital? 
I don't know if they have it up here, but I, I remember, uh, Pastor Woody, I went to Children's Hospital to go and pray for a child that was dying. And I went to the hospital and, um, you know, I spoke words of faith over the baby. The baby opened up his eyes and I seen life. And I was like, glory be to God. The mom and daddy just started to just cry and praise God. And we prayed. We spoke life. And man, a miracle took place. I got out into the parking lot, and then I get a phone call. Pastor, run back up here. Run back up here. My child has stopped breathing. And I ran back up into the hospital and ran back into that room. And I was new at being a pastor. And um, I'm looking at the baby, and the baby is turning blue, and they're trying to resuscitate the baby. But the baby passed away. And the one thing that just, just, just blew my mind away, you know, they was asking me, Pastor, why? Why did my child go? Why did God take my child from me? We just prayed words of faith. The child smiled as he was praying. Why? And I told them, I don't have the answer. See, everybody expects the pastor to always have the answer. We don't always have the answer. But the one thing we do know is what the word of God says. The word of God says to trust in me. I know what I'm doing. What does it look like you know what you're doing? Why would you take this child? Lord, why, 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 why? And the father told me, just say this. And it was the hardest thing for me to do. The father told me to tell them, when they make heaven their home, I will have the answer. It was the hardest thing for me to do as a young pastor. I told them them words. They cried. We cried together. I went out into my car and I began to hit the steering wheel. I was like, Lord, you you told me to speak words of faith. You told me to trust you. I trust you, Lord. Why, why, why? And again, the Lord began to comfort me. He says, I will have the answer, son. Just keep doing what you're doing. One of the hardest things. And I say this with you, Pastor Woody. I don't know what God's doing, but he has the answer. He has it all planned out. All we got to do is just keep pressing in. All you got to do is keep trusting in him with all of our heart. Lean not upon our understanding because we don't understand why God is doing this, but we know he's got a better plan. For every door that God closes, we know that he's going to open up another door. And that's what I'm here to encourage you this morning is to trust God. Trust him with everything that you got. Are you listening to me this morning? We don't know why sometimes, but we got to trust him. And I challenge you this morning to trust him. Pray for your pastor. Pray for this church. Because God is about to do a new thing. Can I hear somebody say amen? Touch your neighbor. Say neighbor. Say neighbor. God's about to do something new. Amen. Say it again. Neighbor. God's about to do something new. Amen. And new is good. Change is good. Sometimes we don't like change. Amen. But we got to understand change is good. Amen. Amen. I was my hair waved goodbye some years ago. Amen. I had the bozo look. Amen. And and, and I was single. And this was before I married my wife. And and I got to say something. You know how hard it is when you got a bozo look and you're single. It's rough, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. It's really rough. But then one day I took a look in the mirror. I said, there's got to be a change. Everybody's going bald head. Let me shave my head. So I shaved my head. Next thing you know, this isn't by choice. 
Amen. I had to go this route because I got the bozo look. Amen. But I changed it and I realized, man, change is good. Amen. And it went, but three, four months later, man, I've been, man, I've been married my wife. Glory be to God. Amen. But here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. I believe with all my heart, and I want you to play, pray, I want you to please pay close attention to what I have to say because it's very vital. These next few words are really, really going to sink in. It's going to deposit into your spirit. And if you're obedient to these words and you listen very carefully, I believe with all my heart that God is going to do something new here at Praise Chapel Azusa because I believe as we entered into this year, 2020, Pastor Woody, fruit will come forth. Now, I want to say this again. I want all of you to pay, pay close attention. I believe 2020 will be the year. This is your year. This is, someone say this is our year. Through the midst of everything that we've gone through, through the midst of the ups and downs, the roller coaster rides that this church has been on. Amen. It's no different, ladies and gentlemen, than any other church. We all have our ups and we all have our downs. That's just part of life. Amen. We have people that come into the church for a season. Amen. And God uses them for a season. Amen. Everything in life is a season. Amen. Some are here for an eternity. Some are here for just a season. But the one thing that I I, got to impart into you today is that you pay close attention. Amen. The Bible says that you will know them by thy fruit. So listen to me carefully. Amen. I believe 2020 will be a year where fruit, someone say fruit, will come forth. Not only will fruit come forth into Praise Chapel Azusa, amen, and the promises will be fulfilled for those. And I want you to pay close attention. The promises will come forth to those who are in position. Now, I say this all the time in my church. My pastor can, uh, my, my assistant pastor can uh, verify this. Position is everything. I shared this with you a couple years ago when I was here. Position is everything. If you're out of position, amen, do not expect God to bless you. Let me say it again. If you're out of position, don't expect God to bless you. God will not bless a mess. Amen. But yet we want the blessings of God. Do we not? We want we're wondering why is this individual um, getting blessed more than me? Why is this individual seem to be climbing the corporate ladder at work? And I seem to be right here and going nowhere. God will not bless a mess. I use this analogy all the time. I love football. In fact, there's a game coming on today. It's going to be uh, Green Bay is playing. Uh, uh, against the Titans and San Francisco is playing against uh, the Packers. Amen. But I want you to see something a little bit different today. Amen. God is the quarterback and every single one of you are the receivers. Amen. God has a blessing with your name on it, but you've got to be in position to receive it. If you're not in position to receive it, mama's going to go right over your head and land in your hands. And you're going to be asking this very simple question. Why does she get it and not me? Because you are out of position. Are you listening to me? So we must remain in position because God is going to do something awesome here 
at Praise Chapel, amen, Azusa, but we as the body of Christ, you as the body of Christ, we as the body of Christ have got to remain in position. And as long as we're in position, God is not only going to bless you, but he's going to bless everything around you. Amen. The Bible says that Aaron's beard has such an anointing on it that anywhere he went, it smeared on other people. Amen. Position is good. Someone say position is good. So you got to remain in position because God has a blessing, brother, with your name on it. Position is everything in this lifetime. And we've got to understand that. Amen. So I believe with all of my heart that this will be the year where fruit will come forth, Pastor Woody. And the promises that God has given unto you for this congregation and for this church. Amen. That the promises that, 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 that they will come forth as long as the body of Christ Remains in position. The moment you step out of position, you're going to miss what God is going to do in your life. Not only are you going to miss it in your life, but you're going to see the church continue to go forward with or without you. Amen. So many people think the church is going to fail because if I if I leave the church, it's not going to go forward. Or, or if I don't do this, I don't do that. Listen, get that mindset out of your head. Amen. I've seen so many people come into my church. Amen. I'm with you, Pastor. I got your back. Amen. I'm here with you for the, to the end. Amen. The minute I bring a rebuke, they're gone. The minute I say something that they don't like, they're gone. Church is like a hospital, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. It really is. We come to church because we have issues. Someone say we have issues. We have problems. Amen. And once the problems are fixed, glory be to God. We tend to forget who fixed them problems. And the pastor is the one that carries the whole burden outside of God. He's the one that's praying for you. He's the one that's interceding for you. He's the one that's at the, uh, uh, your bedside. Amen. But the minute he brings correction into your life, you're out that quick. And we've seen this. I've seen this. Your pastor has seen this over the years. Amen. And, 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 it, and it hurts us more than you would ever know. Because anybody who's in this position, if they're in this position and they truly love God, then they love the sheep. And the sheep is what God has entrusted us with to minister and preach into your life. Amen. When you hurt us, listen to me, we may still smile and everything, but when we go home, the tears are there. Amen. We cry just like you do. We feel the pain just like you do. And we wonder why. Lord, I've said it many times. Lord, why, 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 God? I, I, I don't get paid for what I do. I work for a lumber company called Dixie Line Lumber. I don't know if you ever heard of them. But, man, I, I, I'm a delivery driver for Dixie Line. I work a nine to five. Again, don't let the good looks fool you. I'm a blue collar worker. Amen. By the grace of God. Amen. I'm standing here when I shouldn't be here. But the pain that we go through, sometimes it's just like, you know what, Lord? I don't need this. It's easy for me to sit right where you are at, brother. It's easier for me to just sit in the pews and just say, you know what? Handle it, preacher man. Amen? But the Bible says that many are called and few are chosen. I wrestled with that scripture for a long time. I'm like, Lord, I think you should have rewritten that scripture that many are called, but few are willing. No, no, no. I guess I'm understanding now. That many are called, but few are chosen because not too many people can wear these big 13s. Amen. Not too many people can go through the things that we go through and still be able to stand here and smile and say, you know what? Even though you talked about me, even though I heard you talked about me, I still love you. 
you know what? My arms are still open to you. Come on, pastor. I hurt you bad. I know, but I love you. Huh? Are you listening to me? So I believe with all of my heart that this will be a year where fruit will come forth. The promises will be fulfilled, amen, for those who are in position. Some of you have been, God has promised you a lot of things, and you're like, why hasn't it come to pass yet? Maybe, just maybe, if you take a look in the mirror and you keep it real with yourself, maybe, just maybe you've been out of position. Just maybe. I mean, this is between you and God. It's so easy to fool me. It's so easy to fool the person on the left and your right, but you can't fool God. That's why I started this conversation out. Would you please be so bold to just keep it real? I don't care what your position, I don't care what your title is. That means nothing to God. And to be honest with you, it means nothing to me. I'm keeping it real. You can ask my assistant pastor. I don't care if you're the head usher at church. I ain't got a head usher at my church. Because I don't want their heads to blow up. Amen? What happens when your head blows up? Then what comes next? Pride. Amen? Ego. But what's pride? Pride's like bad breath. Everybody knows you got it, but you. You can't see your problem. Amen? I'm just keeping it real. Pride is like bad breath. It stinks. Amen? But nobody, you can't see it because you're so full of pride that you can't even see what's going on around you. That's why I say this. Keep it real. Amen? This is your year. This is your year, Praise Chapel Asusa. Amen. You can either believe it or you can go ahead and, and, and not believe it. To be honest with you, that's on you. As far as your pastor goes and as far as some of the disciples that are in this church right now, they're like, you know what? We're pressing in no matter what. Amen. We're with you, pastor. We're going forward. Amen. We're going to see this thing come to pass. Amen. And through the midst of all of this stuff, one day you're going to be able to sit and sit there and say, hey, brother, brother John John, yeah. Do you remember that storm we went through? Do you remember that valley we went through? The Bible tells us in Psalms 23, yea, though I walk through the valley. Ladies and gentlemen, we're just walking through. Amen. But we got to trust in God. This is just another valley. This is just another valley. Throughout our whole life until the day God calls us home, we're going to go through valleys. And that scripture that is read so many times at funerals, scratch that, kick that at a funeral. It's good. But listen, we're going through valleys every day of our life. So, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that means everything that you may be going through. Every trial, every obstacle, every test that you may be going through. Amen. Let's face it. The struggle's what? The struggle's real, folks. Amen. The struggle's real. Yea, though I walk through. It doesn't say to camp out. It doesn't say to take a chair and sit in it. It says, yea, though I walk through it. And here's a promise from God. Yea, though I walk through the valley. Yea, though I walk through this change right now. Glory be to God. Here's a promise for God that thou will be with thee. As long as you remain in position. God is going to see us. Praise chapel. I notice I'm, I'm including myself in this. Why are you including yourself in this? Because this man of God, this woman of God, I highly respect. Amen. And I'm praying and I'm believing in God for everything right here in Asusa. So we're going through this together. Amen. We're praying. We're interceding. Amen. Every day for a breakthrough. We don't know where it's going to be. We don't know where it's going to be. But we're going to trust God no matter what. Can I hear someone say amen? The harvest, men and women of God, is ripe. 
And we need to be in place with perfected, with a perfected vision. We're into 2020, amen? In other words, we got to see clearly 2020 vision is clear. Amen? We ain't got no 2040 vision. If your vision's off, then get some specs so that you can see clearly the direction that God is bringing this church into. Oh, God. Am I cuckoo? Do you think I'm crazy? No, come on. Wake up, church. It's a new year. It's 2020. It's time for change. Change is good. Amen. Don't even begin to question the pastor. Don't begin to question the pastor's wife. Don't begin to question God. God is the one that's in control. And you, as the body of Christ, like the pastor, has got to be able to see clearly the vision that God is bringing us into. There's a new season that's coming upon this fellowship. Amen. And it's a good season. Change is good. Amen. Change is good. Someone say change is good. Amen. I want to say something to everybody in here, especially the leadership. Where's the leadership at in this church? Stand up. If you're in ministry or doing something, some type of lead, I don't care what. Stand up. Come forward. Because you got to hear me clearly. Amen. And for every one of you, this is not just for the leadership. This is not just for people who are workers. This is for every single one. I shared this with my church. This is a, this is a word that God has given it to me. It's a prophetic word. It's an anointed word. And the anointed is a yoke destroying, burden removing, the very power of God that will bring change. Now, if you're not in position uh, and leadership, then you need to get involved and you need to back up this pastor right here. You need to back up every single one of these people who are standing up here because God has got a plan for every one of you. Now, let me say this to you. To everyone, especially the leaders, listen to me back there. I need you to look. Look at me. I need you to look upon the horizon. I don't want you to look at the situation that's right in front of you right now. Amen? Because we know change is coming. But we've got to be able to look beyond our situations in life. And I'm talking to every single one of you. Because too many times we tend to be focused on what's just in front of us. Well, the mountain's in front of us. Amen? And the Bible clearly tells us in the book of Mark to speak to the mountain. And if we speak to the mountain, and here's the, 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 the thing about speaking to the mountain, you can't have doubt. Doubt cancels anything that God is going to do in any of our lives. He says, speak to the mountain, and here's a promise from God. If you speak to the mountain, what is a mountain? A mountain can be a number of different things. Right now, you're facing a different uh, a change in a church. It's a mountain. We don't know quite know where it's at. But we got to get to speaking to that mountain and and begin to believe in God that he's got a new place for us, which is going to be better than what we're in right now. Glory be to God. Amen. And we got to believe God for this new change because change is good. Are you listening to me? Change is real good. Amen. So listen to me. We can't look at the beginning anymore. We can't look at this mountain in front of us. We got to look beyond We've got to look at the horizon. Amen. Have you ever seen the sunset? It's beautiful, isn't it? The sunset can be beautiful. Amen. But I want you to look beyond this. I want you to look at the new horizon because there's a change coming, ladies and gentlemen, and it's out of our control. God is in control. Are you with me this morning? 
listen to me. You stand. I got to stand for about 30 more minutes. You okay? You all right? I need you to look upon the horizon and expect to see clearly. I don't want you to see with double vision. I don't want you to see double-minded. Amen? I need you to see clearly what God is about to do, congregation. Leadership, I pulled you up here for a reason. Amen? Because you need to back your pastor up more than ever right now. Don't you think for one second, congregation, that this is not hard. I'm telling you right now, it's hard. But we need you. I need you. Your pastor needs you. Your pastor's wife needs you to be able to see clearly. Are you listening to me, congregation? See clearly. See the horizon. Let me finish. Hold tight. I need you to look upon the horizon and expect to see clearly what God is about to do here at Praise Chapel, Azusa. Amen? Amen. Listen to me. The season, pay attention, the season of confusion, it's over. Some of you are like, I'm confused. I don't quite understand what's going on. Amen? It's understandable, but it's just a season. No more confusion. I spoke this to my church. No more confusion. Confusion is not of God. The enemy, Satan, Lucifer, he goes by a number of different names. He wants us to be confused. He does not want us to see clearly what God's about to do in our life. This isn't just for the leadership. This is for every single one of us. The enemy tries to bring confusion in. He tries to bring doubt in. He tries to bring a number of different things in. But we have got to see clearly that this change that's about to go down. Oh, man, I wrote a sermon. It's about to go down. Amen. I preached it at Pastor Mark Amaya's church. Well, guess what? It's about to go down. But we got to see clearly, amen? This is 2020. It's a year of complete vision, amen? Not 2040, not 2060, amen? We got to be focused on what God's about to do. We got to back up our pastor. We got to back up our pastor's wife. We got to encourage the body of Christ, amen? To stay focused, amen? Not lean to the left or lean to the right. Don't go backwards, but be focused about going straight ahead for what God has in our life. Here at Praise Chapel, amen? Listen to me. The season of confusion, not only confusion, but the season of delay. you got to come into agreement with me. That season of confusion, that season of delay. Some of you have been delayed on so many different things. Do you realize if you're out of position, God's going to put you in a season of delay? That season of delay is over. We're about to change. Amen. And this is, an, this is a word for every single one of you. It's a prophetic word. Listen to me carefully. Amen. The season of confusion and delay are over. The sun is rising and the day, a new day is beginning in 2020 for Praise Chapel Azusa. Someone say amen. It's a new day. Oh, God, I'm in the wrong church. Amen. The sun is rising and a new day is beginning for Praise Chapel Azusa. Many people here in this congregation, many people in this church, many people in my church, listen to me, have endured seasons of darkness. 
We were like, man, it seems like everywhere I turn, nothing seems to be going forward. Man, I, 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 I'm confused. The season of delay, but the promises of God is this, that I'll be a lamp unto your feet. You may not know which way you're going, but I'll direct you. I got this whole thing, you know, walking in the fog, amen, walking in the favor of God. Sometimes you're driving down the street. You may not know which way to go in the fog, amen, but if you learn how to trust in the Lord with all your heart, I assure you that not only he will be a lamp unto your feet, but he will guide you in the direction that he needs to guide you in. He will guide Praise Chapel Azusa in the right direction. If you can believe with me this morning. But this isn't just for Praise Chapel Azusa. We got to take this personal. This is a personal thing. This is a personal word for you. Someone say it's for me. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. It's for you. So many people in this congregation, many people in my church have experienced and endured a season of darkness. Many people have endured a season of delay. Many people have endured seasons of trials, tribulations where they had no clear vision. Are you listening to me? We've endured this thing. uh, And we're like, what the world? Is going on. I want you to know something. There's a new horizon coming. The sunset and there's a new horizon coming for every single one of us. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've been through. My God, I've been through a lot. I was a servant for Satan. Lucifer, call him whatever you want. He goes by a devil. A lot of names. I used to serve the devil. Are you listening to me? Until God came in and intervened and changed my life. Turned it all around. Glory be to God. And when I died of the old mark, I rose again as a new man. Amen. I couldn't go through life anymore the way that I used to go through. Change came and change is good. Man, when I died of the old mark and I, and I got born again, I literally died. I couldn't go through life no more the way that I used to be. When I looked in the mirror, I didn't like what I see. I didn't like the teardrops on my eyes. I didn't like the tattoos on my neck. I didn't like the tattoos on my arm. He said, change it then. Man, it hurt more removing the tattoos than it did getting them put on. I remember tattooing one of my friends. We put a spoon under his eyelid and we put SD on his eyelids. Man, he... He couldn't see for four days. His eyes swelled shut. Amen. Then he's like, I want change. I go, you ready, brother? Some years later, he had him removed. He couldn't see for a month. But guess what? He sees clearly now. Every time he closes his eyes now, you don't see SD. Amen. You see a smile of Jesus. Change is good. Amen. Amen. I couldn't go through life the way I used to be. The only thing that reminds me now is I look at my liver where I have the stab wound. I look at the wound where they they cut me open to save my life. I look at my back and I see a sawed-off shotgun where a bunch of pellet wounds went into my back. I have the scars are still there. They remind me of my old life. But God changed me around. He changed the way I look. He changed the way I talk. He told me, get rid of them and them tattoos. He says, pick your head up, son. You're a son of God now. I never wore a suit. I never wore a suit before. Oh, my God. Now I put suits on. I'm like, man, 
I do look kind of good, don't I? Amen. Don't again. Don't let the looks fool you. Amen. I used to be in the hood, but the hood ain't in me no more. I go back to the hood, amen, because I can relate to more people than you could ever imagine. Amen? Because that's the type of lifestyle I had. Let's not get it twisted. Preacher man used to be a thug. Used to be. That can offend some people, but, you know, it took many years for me to keep it real like this. Amen? I was ashamed to even tell my own pastor the lifestyle that I had. But when he sent me to Escondido... Do you realize that 95% of my church, let me share something with you. 95% of my church is from the hood. 95% of my church are ex-gang members, ex-prostitute, ex-drug addicts, shooting up heroin. Man, Brother Roy, the Lord told me to take him out of Escondido. I put him up in a hotel with my own money. I watched him shake. I watched him go through all kinds of things. He's my armor bearer today. Let's not keep it... Let's not get it twisted. I keep it real. God is using my life. As long as I remain in position, change is good. And what God's about to do is good. 16 years in this building, ladies and gentlemen, is a long time. It's hard. And Pastor Woody, I went through some things just a couple months ago with some of my leadership. Man, I cried. I shared with you. I cried. I'm like, Lord, what's going on? I trust you, Lord. And I began to pray, and God began to show me. He says, they're not going anywhere. I said, really, Lord? They've been to church for two months. He says, hang in there. I'm about to make a turnaround. Glory be to God. He made a turnaround. And this was one of these brothers that I love with all my heart. I almost want to tear up right now because I've seen him leaving the church. And I'm like, Lord, everything, I've seen everything come to pass. We prayed for his mother for a couple years. His mother came in. She's 80-something years old. She comes rolling up in a big old Ford 150, and she, boom, boom, gets out of the truck. And she's just a short little woman. And she gets out of the truck, and, and then she sits down. And then every time I walk by her, she says, where's my kiss? I'm like, I'm sorry, mama, because I call her my mom now. Change is what we're talking about. Change is good. Amen? Are you folks okay? Are you okay? Do I got time? I don't know where my time is. I'm kind of speaking. Do I need to cut it short? Talk to me. Because I'm one of them long-winded preacher men. How much time I got, Pastor? I'm going, I'm going, I got a few minutes. Many people have endured seasons of trials, tribulations, where they had no clear vision of what was on the horizon. Let me make a bold statement this morning. Let me make a bold statement to every single one of you. Every trial, every test, every season that it seemed like you weren't going to be able to go forward, every, every trial, every test, every spirit of confusion that jumped on you, let me say this boldly, it ends today. It ends today. We have got to be able to see clearly what God is about to do. We've got to believe. We've got to keep the hope. We've got to keep loving. We've got to keep the faith. We've got to keep pressing in like never before. And I speak to you folks right here. And I speak to you right in behind me. This is the season of change. And change is good. 